Welcome to the Deptford Cinema Podcast. Bienvenido al podcast del Deptford Cinema. Deptford Cinema, the right place for film lovers. He loves movies and board games. He likes cooking gumbo for his friends and spending Sundays in his bathrobe. But most importantly, he's my neighbor and he recommends films. Hey guys, and welcome to the second episode of My Neighbor Recommends. Guys, I'm a little bit nervous at the moment because I'm here in this rocket waiting for it to start. I'm flying to my neighbor's current residency to interview him and I'm going to tell you what's happening in this episode today. So my neighbor recommended another two films. The first one is called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. It's a 2014 film by Anna Lily Amapur and I watched it. So we talk about that film. And the second film is called Dead Man 1995 by Jim Jarmusch. And I haven't seen this one. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night and Dead Man. Yes, that's it. And I think it's going to start. Guys, guys, stay there, stay there. I'll be back in a second. Ah, that countdown makes you even more nervous. It's a little bit bumpy. Space horse out there. I might need to book some horse riding lessons. It feels a bit more relaxed now, thanks God. I normally get seasick very, very quickly. That's why I haven't eaten anything. But now I'm very hungry. Yeah, but I have to say I'm very grateful that my neighbor always invites me to his current residences because he can work remotely. So I thought, yeah. Let's go out of my comfort zone and visit him in his unusual places. I'm very grateful, I guess. Yes, and while I have nothing to do, apart from staring out of the window, I can just tell you how I liked my neighbor's recommendation from last time, Hereditary, or Hereditary, still don't know. I have to say I really loved the first 40 minutes or so. It reminded me of an earlier M. Night Shyamalan film and I'm a huge fan of the early M. Night Shyamalan films. The first scene of the film is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a film. The scene my neighbor recommended is really very horrible but such a well-made scene. Go and watch the film. But like I said, I enjoyed the 40, the first 40 minutes a lot. But then, uh, script-wise, it went a little bit downhill. And little spoiler, I expected it to be a bit more about the mental health issues in the family rather than being another story about cults. It's actually quite nice seeing Earth from up here. Oh, there's Liechtenstein. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I think I see something. Oh, let's have a look. Is that number twenty-four B? 
Oh yeah, it is actually. Oh, hello neighbor. Hello neighbor. Oh, well, that was quite a journey. Thank you for that opportunity. Was the rocket pod capsule to your uh, liking? It was actually really nice and I keep wondering why NASA sent those two astronauts. Basically, it took them 19 hours and for me it was only, I don't know, seven, eight minutes or so. So that, that's quite impressive. It's a really good rocket um, shuttle. Yeah, the technology is a lot better out here. And I really have to say thank you, neighbor, that first of all, that you invited me to your current residency. It's, it's, it's really beautiful here and otherwise I think I would have never gone into space. It's it's quite cool actually. Well, I don't I don't know why more people haven't really. I I just was sitting around one day and I got a bit scared about the whole, you know, coronavirus pandemic and was just like, well, if I'm not on Earth, then I'm I'm safe. So I just came to space. Yeah. Like, I I think if more people realised that they could come to space to escape this virus, then they'd come to space. I can see you brought your bathrobe as well. Always. Always. You can't watch movies without being in a bathroom. Oh, that, that makes sense. Actually, did you bring your Blu-rays or how do you watch movies here? Yeah, I had every Blu-ray brought up separately in a separate mm -hmm. space capsule. So uh, there were a good sort of 800 capsules sent backwards and forwards. Uh, but I think it was worth it. Um, there's a small pillow in the middle of each pod that you rest the disc on. Mm -hmm. and they send it up like that and it arrives pr pretty, pretty much intact most oh. of the time. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, like I said, thank you for that opportunity. It's really nice. I, I wanted to have a holiday since lockdown was a little bit uh, tough. So it's really nice to be here now to that's see, right. yeah, being in a new environment. W would you like a drink? I've got some capsules of uh, jellified um, space liquid. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, it's raspberry oh, flavoured. Nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, cheers. That's really cool. And is that a cake flying around? That, that is, it used to be a cake but its molecular structure has collapsed. Uh, oh, that's a shame. Oh well, oh well. Um, and the second thing, thanks for recommending that great movie, because I have to say I'm quite a Philistine, Nora Yendewein, because I love movies a lot, but I realized I watch a lot of American movies. And when I heard, okay, it's an Iranian film made by a female filmmaker, I thought, that is really cool. I want to watch that. But then, every time I start watching a film from somewhere else rather than the America, America. Or, or Great Britain or whatever, I'm thinking, ah, panic! I'm a Philistine, as you can see. Um, and it's really funny that, in a way, I often just want to feel comfortable when I watch a film. And if I don't know the actors, if I don't know the faces, faces it feels a little bit funny do you know what i mean does that make sense it does make sense it's um i go the opposite way entirely i like to be made really really uncomfortable by films and when mm. i don't know the actors in a film i actually really like it because it makes me feel unsafe in terms of where the plot's gonna go because if you have a big actor in something you're like well they're gonna survive um, the, yeah so but but the, the interesting thing is because this film is also in a way a horror film i mean it's it, it has a lot of different genres but in a way it's also a little horror film and do you know this feeling when there is when you watch a horror film it can be an american horror film as well and you don't know any actor it is more scary than if you know an actor 
Definitely, definitely. Like familiarity is like an, an anchor, like, I think, and so you have no anchors in something like this. Yeah. Um, do people know what, uh, what film we're talking about? Yes. They know, but uh, I want to mention it again. It is called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Mm-hmm. Neighbor, do you want to do a little summary? Yes, I, I, I can't. I think this came out in 2013, 2014. It was around that time. But yes, um, a quick summary. Um, it takes so this is an it's an American Iranian kind of film. It's like uh, by a director called Anna Lily Amapour. Um, she's 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 both she's American Iranian, um, and it is a very 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 strange mashup of genres it uh, is set in a fictional city in Iran called Bad City um, and similarly most of the characters just have like titles as names or like archetypal names like the girl uh, for example so it kind of exists in this strange kind of place uh, allegorical space um, but the main character well, it's two main characters so basically you're first introduced to a boy called Arash who is like a he looks like he's stepped out of a 50s movie, like mm. a James Dean type guy with like a convertible. It looks a lot like uh, characters from uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Rumblefish, like this kind of 50s street kids kind of thing. He works um, actually, he worked six years to get that car. Oh yeah, six years, exactly. Mm. And then, so he lives with his father, who is a huge heroin addict, um, and that's if, probably where the money's going. Yeah, and if you watched How I Met Your Mother, just saying, you might remember his father in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, mm. I did not know that. Ranjit. Oh, okay. I did not know that link. Um, but essentially it's about a young boy with his um, heroin addictive father um, who basically comes into contact via a really ridiculous drug dealer uh, with essentially a young girl who walks around wearing a sort of uh, a veil, a cape, um, and is uh, essentially a vampire. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, so many different genres, so many uh, weird things happening. I have to say, because the only thing you told me was, okay, Iranian film made by a female director, writer, director. When I started to watch it, I thought, okay, that is definitely a feminist film because yeah like you said the girl she wears this chador it's uh, yeah this very nice You've done your research. i did my research and for me this chador is a mixture of a religious symbol also mother i can see mother mary in there as well mm-hmm. but also a superhero cape so yep. it, it was a mixture of those things and because she in the film she only kills men and um, this scene with the uh, pimp and the prostitute in the car that was very uncomfortable to watch especially as a woman and then when you see her killing that pimp it felt a little bit like do you remember in Get Out when the, the, the girlfriend got killed it felt a bit like yes oh that is so so uh, so much satisfaction going on here. And I, in my interpretation, I thought, okay, that's Iran. And obviously women rights are not the best in Iran. So I thought, okay, this Iranian filmmaker is making a film about this strong, 
uh, girl woman who who basically kills all those bad men and tells this little boy for example be a good boy be a good man I'm watching you and the only thing she can think of doing to her heroine is making her a vampire so I thought okay that is absolutely a feminist film I like that blah blah when I did my research neighbor I found out she's actually American Iranian and she doesn't see that film as a feminist film at all and I rewatched it I did a lot of research and then I realized okay for example uh, the girl she was skateboarding as well mm -hmm. and I thought oh yeah that's so cool this Iranian girl she might not be able to skateboard in Iran I don't know I have to say sorry if I offend anyone I don't know much about Iranian uh, women rights I just know they are not the best and I thought okay in that film this girl can skateboard but actually the director is a skateboarder and she actually did those scenes so it was not just it was not about yeah I let this uh, woman do some skateboarding it was more like I like skateboarding so my heroine is, is yeah. skateboarding <laughs> that's my read on the film as well I think that um, Anna Lily Amapur really knows the power of just symbols and mm. I, I don't think she cares that much about interpreting them herself so I think it's a really valid reading like seeing it as a very feminist film but equally she's kind of just a vampire who is a victim of lots of urges and men and I don't want to say too much about the ending but she doesn't necessarily find her liberation herself like there's uh, and you don't really know what's going to happen after the film so um, I think it could go either way I think that she likes symbols and I think that this director just likes what she likes and throws it in a film in a way that's quite fun to watch but I think she goes I like skateboarding yeah. I like 1950s um, uh, films about sort of bad boys on the block um, I like um, westerns and like big apocalyptic um, industrial places and spaghetti western soundtracks and all this you know all this stuff um, I just think it, it, it's that almost um, like Tarantino-like joy of like I'm going to throw all the films yeah. I like into one film together. Exactly, yeah. and and she also said, but uh, Kill Bill, would you would you say Kill Bill is a feminist film? No, you wouldn't. So mine is not a feminist film either. The only political thing is that I show a gay person or a queer person, and you can't be gay or queer in. Iran so that was interesting to hear and for example those 80s music and stuff like that so I interpreted so many things into it and she just loves 80s music <laughs> interesting as well uh, quickly cinematography really really cool yep. really, really cool cinematography it's shot in very sleek black and white um, there are quite a lot of very very big expansive shots of the outdoors which I alluded to earlier that I think in a way this is a bit of like a weird western I think westerns have a big impact on it like and there's a lot of like churning smoke and steam which is quite David Lynchy and dark mm. and you know ominous but um and it, yeah it has some really cool magical realist effects especially when there's like a party scene that involves some drug taking that's like really fun in the way it's shot and uses quite cool lighting effects and stuff yeah. like that so yeah, no, definitely. And this is a first film. It's a, it's a really, really impressive um, first feature debut. Definitely, definitely. Last time um, we were talking about Ari Aster. You can remember we were talking about Ari Aster. Barely, barely. And it's funny because um, Anna Lily has a new film on Netflix. It's called Homemade. 
um, it's basically not just her but a lot of other directors in lockdown they were asked can you make a creative film without a lot of budget and crew and you know who she chose as her cinematographer no way Paul Pogazelski yay. <laughs> yay yay and now you have a, another recommendation for me I do and I, do. I have to say I haven't watched that film so you can tell me anything and I have to believe you actually is that a cookie flying around yeah can, um, can I grab that no it's molecular structure is also collapsed. again yeah, what yeah, do yeah. you eat then just liquid off water off the windows on the inside of the spaceship who are you I don't know what are you person human where are you in my room. What do you do? Right now, I'm generally just hanging. Favorite film? There is no such a thing as favorite film. So many favorite films, it's very hard to explain. Why? <laughs> well, because I feel that you you just because i think films are contemporary or temporary things sometimes so you watch a film and you think it's great or it's rubbish and after you rewatch it in different circumstances or and you realize you have different completely different point of view so i think it's very current so for me it doesn't really work that way how long have you been a volunteer a long time i think i aged and i spent most of my 20s in the cinema so yeah six years five years six years how did you get involved with the cinema? I found a leaflet for a meeting and I just joined and uh, I never left. And that's literally the end of the story. What things have you enjoyed the most about being a volunteer? It would be definitely the social aspect of like having new friends. Um, that's probably one of the most, learning new skills. What would you say to anybody thinking about volunteering? Just do it. It can be intimidating to uh, go to the group, uh, meet group of people who, you know, know each other quite well at this point. But it's great because you can learn new stuff, you can gain new friends, you can find out who are your neighbors. I would say just do it. And we, there's no obligation to stay or anything like that. You can just try it. Yeah, I, I have to say I, I miss you as my neighbor in, in, in our block of flats, but you might come back one day. Yeah, well, I'm getting all of my all my mail delivered there still, so okay. I, I think it's, it will be very hard to open the door when I come back. But yes, yeah, so yeah. no, I'm looking forward to coming back to you, but I'll, I'll, I'll have to at some point, otherwise uh, I'll, I'll be evicted. But on the other hand, it's quite good that you can work remotely, so you can work wherever... I, I love working remotely, it's amazing. Mm. I'm never mm. never going back to an office again. Mm. Like, yeah. The sky's the limit. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's continue. So, neighbour, the second film we are going to uh, discuss today is Dead Man. Dead Man. I, Very I only watched the trailer and I saw that there is this quite handsome Johnny Depp in there and I wonder with the news around Johnny Depp is he a dead man soon no let's not go there do you want to uh, tell me something about dead man well um, so when we were talking about um, these films or what films to put together um, 
I was thinking, why don't we uh, talk about a pair of black and white indie films that are influenced by westerns, psychedelic, psychedelic westerns. Um, so Dead Man is a film by Jim Jarmusch uh, that was made in the early 90s, and as you say, it features a, a young Johnny Depp uh, with, a, with a, 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 a little bob cut and a black hat. Can I say... Um, I mean, I was thinking the same thing. Great. Um, it's about a young Johnny Depp who is travelling out to a town in uh, the Old West, in the Gold Rush, um, travelling out there on a train to a town called Machine, mm-hmm. as you'll see, another city mm-hmm. with an allegorical name. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, um, essentially, he has a job as an accountant uh, at a factory there. Where he go- he's going to accept the role of accountant uh, at a factory there. But when he gets there, he finds that they already have an accountant and that he's late and there's no place for him there. Um, and John Hurt in a very good cameo role, uh, and Robert Mitchum also uh, in the same scene, which is quite a delight to see, um, tell him that, no, there's no place for him here. And so he's kind of just aloof in this dystopian, sort of weird, rotting... There's lots of, like, dead animals, and there's lots of churning machinery, which is a nice link with uh, a girl walks home alone at night. Um, And he finds himself a little bit aloof, until he meets a flower seller, a girl selling flowers, who falls over in the mud and like, people are horrible towards her. So he takes her back home. Um, they have the sexy times together. And then her husband comes home. Her husband da, comes da, home. Da. And uh, he tries to shoot Johnny Depp. Uh, and Johnny Depp uh, retaliates and shoots him. And then he finds himself on the run. I actually know someone else who wants to shoot Johnny Depp. Again, let's not go there. Thank you, uh, my neighbor, for that um, summary. So you mentioned machinery. Yeah, a girl walks home alone at night, has a lot of machinery as well. Do you quickly want to tell me something about the machinery in those two films? Yeah, so I think in each of them it's quite a malevolent uh, presence, I think. Um, it's I mean, it's always been a very, um, like, it's depicted as very evil um, but I think in In A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, I think that just makes the city seem very grim and it mm. seems everyone's lives just seem like they're just kind of puppets and they're sort of wandering around. It's very dull. And it's similar in Dead Man, um, in that it's meant to be the, the New West where there's all this productivity going on. And it's in Dead Man, it's very, very starkly contrasted with the Native American way of life and spiritualism because what happens is Johnny Depp goes from this town of like factories and factories and factories and he basically goes on a kind of peyote spirit vision quest with a Native American tribal leader for like the majority of the film what I've described is just like the first sort of 20 minutes earlier and a lot of it takes place in this sort of bizarre spirit quest and it's all nature and like purity whereas industry in the city is just meant to be like the corruption and the pilfering of profits and all that bad stuff any other similarities between those two films? Um, there are quite a lot of animals um, throughout. Is there a cat as well? There is not a cat. Uh, and actually, I bet there is a cat, but I bet it's dead in Dead Man. Okay. Because there are many, 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 many dead animals no. in Dead Man. Um, yes, I, I would say that A Girl Walks Home Alone Light is positively life-giving and life-affirming for animals, whereas Dead Man, they don't fare too well. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, because we have to mention in uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, we have the cat. It's called Masuka in real life. Um, she, the, 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 the writer, director, she... It, actually, the cat wasn't in the script, but then uh, an actor friend said, I have a cat at home. He is so skilled. And then she said, no, I don't want to have a cat in the film. It's not in the script. And then uh, the, the actor said, yeah, you know what? Let's do a screen test. So they did a camera, camera test with camera and lights and stuff. And then the director said, that is such a skilled cat. Let's have the cat in the film. That also <laughs> explains a lot how she does Films. Well, for a similar a similar story, for another similarity between the two films, she uh, Anna Lemmy Alipore was describing how she went to a concert randomly while she was making The Girl Walks Home Alone at Night and met someone who was like, yeah, I'm doing this like spaghetti western music project. And she was like, yeah, I'll have that for my movie. Nice. And so both, both films have these like really crazy kind of um, spaghetti western electric guitar drawling kind of um, soundtracks. Um, the Dead Man one is done in, entirely by Neil Young, and it's a really interesting way of scoring the film because it—I'd it, be really surprised if it wasn't made this way. It basically feels like he shot the film, edited the film, and just gave it to Neil Young and said, "Just sit there, like with an electric guitar, and just kind of draw, like pluck it and draw it out, and just do these long reverberations over every scene because it feels like a very organic, continuous score across the whole film." Ah. Note for the podcast. My neighbor pretends to know how to play the guitar. Do you actually know how to play the guitar? I have absolutely no idea. I know how to play the recorder. That's good. I don't anymore, but I used to. So if I make a film, I definitely give it to you and you play the recorder. I would like to try. Cool. Deal? Deal. Great. Any other things you want to tell me about the dead man? Why shall I watch it? I'd say watch it if you fancy a bit of a, a, a wild Depp. trip into shamanic Johnny Depp. Do you want to see Johnny Johnny Depp go, you know, kind of all spiritual? Oh, the craziest thing, craziest thing about Dead Man is that um, Johnny Depp's character name is William Blake. Mm-hmm. And the Native Americans who encounter him treat him as if he is the poet and painter William Blake. But he behaves as if he's just some accountant from Cleveland. I'm sure this is part of some message about art and life and spirituality that's been corrupted by finance. That sounds like something lofty that's in there. But um, yeah, it is, he actually plays William Blake. That's very interesting. William Blake? 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 Didn't he write Tiger Tiger? I believe so. And he read the, the, you know, the Green Hills and all that stuff. That's the only one I know, Tiger Tiger, because I watched The Mentalist. But that's a different story. No Pagrotelsky in this one? Maybe he... I guess he wasn't born back then? Probably oh, not. Oh, maybe he was. It was yeah, 1940s, early 90s. Yeah. yeah, he would have existed. I'm not sure if he knew how to use a camera. He should do all the movies. He might do our recorder movie. We can ask him. I will send him a demo tape. Cool, And he cool. will not be able to resist. So you have to practice. Did you bring your recorder with you? Or? No, I'll have to uh, ask my dad if he can send it from the oh, okay. garage where it's packed up at home. Okay. There's some pasta lying around. Don't eat that. Thank you for listening to the Deptford Cinema Podcast. For more information about our current online activities, please visit our website, www. 
depthedcinema.org. Depth for Cinema. Depth at Cinema, the right place for film lovers.